Here at Eau Claire Hometown Media, we're proud to have as one of our longest-serving partners the fine folks with Stokes, Proc, and Munt Funeral Chapel and the Cremation Society of Wisconsin. Right here, Randy tells us why cremation has become so popular in our area, around 80% in Eau Claire County alone. Well, it takes a lot of stress off the family because, you know, if their parents come in and do that, uh, that's the ultimate gift they can give to their kids because so often people don't want to talk about this. When people prearrange and prepay, people like that. And it gives them financial security because that money is in an irrevocable trust. Nobody can touch it in, until the time of death. And then there's less of a financial burden on the kids. Because a lot of times their parents don't tell them what their asset situation is. You know, they keep that private. Welcome back to People, Places, and Passions, a podcast about the city of Altoona and the people and the community inside it. My name is Landon Teese, and I'm joined today with Mike and Richard once again, and our special guest uh, today, Mr. Luke Hansen, uh, the Executive Director for the Eau Claire Area Economic Development Corporation, or EDC for short. And I'm just going to go ahead and start it off right away uh, with Mike today. So I heard that you're on the board uh, for this. So what is uh, something or like what is the EDC or what was kind of its, uh, you know, development or what's its purpose in the area? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think I'm the old man on the board now, right? I've been on there. I, I don't even know how long, but uh, it's been a privilege to serve on the board and uh, have Luke as uh, executive director there. The EDC does all things related to uh, economic development that means development of business, development of buildings, uh, things related to the workforce, tourism. Um, I'm going to, I know there's three pillars that uh, form the basis of our mission, or four rather, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Luke, and he's going to talk about those a little bit. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, right now, the, there's four main pillars when it comes to economic development, at least for the Eau Claire area. And which is uh, business recruitment. That is us going outside of our community, trying to recruit new businesses in to the area, uh, whether that might be commercial, retail, industrial, you name it. Uh, we're, we're trying to just grow the overall economy with that one. And then we have our business retention, which is focusing on our local businesses here and keeping them happy, uh, hopefully successful. And if they are successful, we want them to grow here in our in our community versus leave our community to find that growth. And then we have our entrepreneurship arm that we do focus on working with our young business owners and entrepreneurs and developing their business from the ground up and getting them to be successful here and throughout the country. And then finally is placemaking, uh, which is probably our most recent, but that is creating a sense of place and things for people to do within the community. So whether that be bike trails or other recreational things or focusing a little bit on arts and culture and what makes this desirable for not only a business, but for the workforce that the business supports. So traditionally, Luke, when people think about economic development, they, they think about that that 
that first pillar that the hunt for the next big um, business that's coming in. But I know having served on the board that retention is, is just as important, if not more important. Can you talk about what that means to work with local businesses to try to get them to uh, grow and stay here? Absolutely. Retention is very important. Uh, it, it creates the, the foundation of our economy where, where we sit today and making sure that we have not only great employers in the community, but also good jobs for the individuals that represent our community. So uh, that is really the key. If we don't really have a very diverse economy and diverse businesses throughout our throughout the community, we really will struggle when it comes to um, economic vitality and the downturn in the economy. We'll see. But right now, we are we're well diverse in the different businesses and industries that we serve here in our community, and we can weather the storm and really have not as high of peaks and troughs during a recession. Yeah, I think that's been a hallmark of our um, economy in, in in Eau Claire. Um, when other uh, localized or regional economies have had big peaks and troughs, we've kind of just um, been able to better weather those those storms. The economy right now is really, really interesting. Uh, obviously, the housing market's gone crazy. Interest rates are up. Uh, there is a decent uh, increase in GDP this past quarter. The feds are trying to consider what they're going to do with uh, engineering the soft landing and whether actually we're going to start reducing interest rates uh, based on inflation coming down from about 8% a year ago down to 3%. So it's very interesting. And, you know, I've been watching uh, the prognosticators and there's, they're kind of all over the place. Um, and I know to a certain extent we're shielded from some of that, but um, largely so goes the national economy, so goes our, our economy. How do you, how would you characterize um, our economy, the strength of our economy right now, and perhaps w where do you see it going? Well, for what I see and what we've been having discussions on as of recent is actually we're going to continue on with the growth of just the Eau Claire area in general. Uh, we see that we are in a growing populace right now. We have a growing population at just about 2.6% from where we were two years ago. So we're still growing. Um, and with the diversity within our the industries that we serve and represent in our community, we're not seeing a, as big of a downturn. Now, we might see with interest rates going up, we might see people restrict on what their free spending is. But overall, uh, we have seen these before. Uh, we have seen a recession before, and we've been able to weather them just fine just due to the fact of we have a lot of different businesses and industries that we serve and we that we can weather weather the storm yeah we're, we're we're not a, a a one company town like we were in the old days right right back in the Royal days when that one shut down and they it, hurt. A, it hurt it hurt it hurt a lot yeah so we're much much more diversified we have a very strong service uh, sector along with um we been doing some good building in the tech sector the past few years. Manufacturing's good, of course. Retail, we are the retail hub 
for our, our region. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're, I, I, I tend to agree with you that we generally fare a little bit better than, than most as the economy turns, but uh, it's going to be interesting to watch the economy over the next year and see what, what, what happens. I, I'm um, concerned about the housing market, I, I guess in particular um, in as much as um, you know, the interest rates and the construction costs are just making it uh, so darned expensive. And um, we, we need workforce housing um, to be able to provide uh, employees to the employers and to, to help them grow. What, what kind of work do you guys do with regard to housing and uh, labor? So we partner with the WHEDC, WIDA on what their programs are for incentive wise. Otherwise we're working with the, the developers themselves on different opportunities on housing. on housing on where where's the next opportunity or location that they can develop and what's in the hopper now currently for them and what's potential five years down the road from where they're where they're at now. Um depending on where we're looking throughout the, the county itself, we've got probably in the next call it a 10-year plan, we have at least 10,000 units being slated for, for new housing development. Do you know what the percentage breakdown is? Is that like single family or is it twins or is it uh, rentals or what? It's, it's I know a, that's a big question. But it's, I... a, it's a very mixed bag. Uh, okay. We have one development that in particular that has 3,000 units in it and some of it's single family homes, some of it are duplexes, and then there's going to be some multifamily housing in, in, in it as well. So. Yeah, you talk you talked about working with WIDA on the tax credit programs for uh, workforce housing. Uh, and Altoona's had some experience trying to get those projects here. But the problem is that that state program doesn't really provide enough incentive to, uh, especially when there's a strong demand for market rate apartments, for uh, developers to to bite that off. Um, I mean, there's some that specialize in it, in it, but one, there's not enough money. And two, the money that they do offer as incentive still requires, in most cases, a significant contribution by the jurisdiction that's there. So it's, uh, and it's getting worse and worse as construction costs go up. Um, I know for years when I was here, when people talked about, uh, residential multifamily units, um, they talked about basically $100,000 per unit. Now I hear them talking about $220,000 per unit. I mean, that's that's crazy and very significant. And it makes it difficult, especially for those um, first-time buyers. I have, I have a kid that just graduated from college, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, how is he going to do it? Um, it's not going to be easy. It's not easy at all. I remember my first home, I purchased a foreclosed bank, foreclosed home, and I got a pennies on the dollar. And yeah. It, the market was good, and it was the right timing for it. But yeah. if it's not that, you have, there are a few other opportunities. You need to have the right developer in place to do those. Uh, if you have an existing facility that we can reconvert and redevelop into housing, and it wasn't housing before, uh, there are different federal programs. federal programs that can support those. And if you can also get it on the state and federal historical registry, 
then you can redevelop it and then you get get some historical tax credits for the okay. facility as well. So there there yeah. are opportunities, but it's few few around the area. Some of the some of the new federal programs that have come up um come out it seems rather overwhelming the number of different programs and um we we were talking at uh, with council a couple of weeks ago that you know it may behoove us to put a grant writer on staff just to keep on top of it and be able to see some of those opportunities but um a lot of them are in the realm of energy development a lot of them are in economic development housing um a lot of them um, designed to agricultural agricultural yeah. so yeah so do you play a role in helping people um be aware of those opportunities and perhaps apply for them we we are aware of those opportunities we we try to stay on top of it but there are new programs at least from the feds that are coming out it seems like weekly and being able to stay on top of them and know every single one of them is is a challenge um, it would be a full-time job, but we yeah. would have time and effort and energy and uh, commitment to have somebody on full-time staff to, to manage that. But uh, right now with with our organization, we we try to keep on top of it as best we can. But overall, we have uh, resources that we utilize, uh, such as the Rural Partners Network through the USDA, yep. that, that typically we get a, a pretty regular information dump on what's new programming that the USDA is coming out with so you, you bring up an interesting point and that's how uh you're organized and funded why don't you talk about that a little bit we are a public private partnership so we get some funding from or we are technically a nonprofit. Uh, we get some funding from the county of eau claire the city of eau claire altoona and a few of our smaller municipalities uh, such as fall creek and augusta and then we go out and represent our community, and we have a lot of private sector funding that makes up over 50% of our organization's funding model. Okay. So we have a, a lot of private sector funding that comes in for businesses that are looking to grow, and they're looking for, if we bring in a new business, that potentially that's another customer that they can have and more business for their business. So yeah. well, we try to represent our, our local business community as best we can. So... You say that your newest pillar is um, uh, placemaking and creative, the role that the creative economy plays in, in the economy. Talk about that. And um, I know that our region, I think, has been very, very successful in the past many years in um, building that sector of the economy. And it really uh, has paid dividends when you look especially at the tourism numbers. Mm -hmm. So why don't you talk about that, uh, what role that plays in economic development broadly? It plays a huge role in economic development, to be to be frank. But so back when I graduated, I mean, people were choosing a business to, to go to, to locate to. They wanted to go to Microsoft or IBM or Apple, you name it. Now it's, they're choosing a location and then they'll find a job when they get there. That's more of what we're seeing now. There's still people that want to go and work for the big companies, the large companies, but we are seeing a, a shift in a quality of place, a sense of community that people want to be a part of. They, there's something happening there. There's a there's a vibe. There's an energy that we have here in the Eau Claire area that brings people in and 
wants to start a family here, wants to grow in this community. And there's a lot of opportunity here. And uh, placemaking is is part of that. You're there. It's you're looking at the recreational side of things, and you're looking at bike trails or music hiking trails, festivals. music festivals, art fairs. You name it. There's those. <laughs> there's that end of things. But then there's also the other side of placemaking of if we can recruit a a large company and say I'll use Trek as an example. If Trek wants to create a, a new location or a separate manufacturing facility, this might be an area that they're looking for. And those people are the people that want to be here. They want to be a part of not only what the community has to offer, but what a, a recreational company such as Trek or Mercury Marine or you name it, to come into the area and want to develop and test their products here and have employees here. So that's also part of placemaking and it's not just business and industry, but it's it's a whole sense of place. It's it's the community that we represent. So you you mentioned the Rural Partners Network, and we are a seven county regional organization that uh, gets direct federal support to help us leverage uh, federal money. And as part of that, we had to create a signature project, and the signature project is to. Uh, develop our region more as uh, a destination uh, outdoor recreation uh, place. And, um, you know, you look at places like, um, well, northern Minnesota, where they um, reclaimed the mines up there and made those mountain bike trails. And it is just a magnet for the those aficionados in, in that who love to ride their mountain bikes and what do you what do you think are some of the opportunities here that we can work on to to better develop that part of our economy for now i think what we have for our, our bike trails and our connectivity throughout the region is excellent we still have a, a little bit to go but i think for now what we have is fantastic the things i think is an opportunity for growth is our waterways yeah we're not have very heavily utilizing what we have in our waterways. And we have the Eau Claire River, we have the Chippewa River, and then a few smaller streams that are running through our communities. And we need to more heavily develop them and, you know, provide access. provide access to them and uh, just overall make them more accessible. Right yeah. now, you you can walk down some of the, the roadways and or bike paths or what we have next to the rivers, and they're kind of overgrown with underbrush yeah if we trim some of that up made it more appealing i think that would be put some landings in put some landings in both landings in get some more kayaks and canoes out on the waterways and and utilize it the other the other thing i'm excited about in that regard is and this is because i think it will benefit some of those smaller rural communities in the seven county region and that is uh maybe doing some trail development within our incredible uh, county forests there's we have so much beautiful county forest, so much acreage and uh that is well used by some sectors of the outdoor recreation uh industry, hunting, fishing, um, even uh ATVs, snow snow machines, but I think some of the silent sports, um, we could develop some of those trails and really make a, a unique destination and that would help some of those more rural communities as well absolutely especially right now it's it's a growing sport throughout the nation but cross-country skiing 
Yeah. And we have, we still have some cross country skiing trails and they're very good. Yep. But if we can further develop those and make them more beneficial. So it, was, it could be almost a training center for the Berkey. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very beneficial. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Berkebiner is only an hour and a half away from here. And yeah. If, uh, we we fill up hotels here for the Berkebiner because there's nothing up up north for it. So yeah. How what what have you heard from the local businesses about uh, workforce and availability of of workers? Over the past year, I've actually seen more of a shift than what we have throughout COVID. Right throughout COVID, is everybody's struggling for workforce, and we need more. More people to fulfill these roles. Uh, since then, our unemployment is down and still continues to be lower than ever. And we are seeing a lot more people fulfill those needs and those organizations that are finding creative and alternative ways to overcome some of the workforce issues that they've been having. You'll see the most challenging areas for workforce is retail and restaurants, basically, uh, because they can get a really good living wage majority of other places. And when you're look, working at retail or or working at the restaurants, I mean, you still can make a good living wage. It's just more challenging to come by when you can get paid $25 an hour to work at Target. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a challenge. It, it does seem like it's perhaps loosened up a little bit. It has. Um, but I know some of those key positions. Um, so if anyone's a good civil engineer out there, please contact Michael at the city of Altoona. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, there's it, it is some of those key positions are still very, very difficult to yeah. to to fill. Um, but that also might be part of it as if you're in the workforce and you're looking for that and you have those credentials. No offense to Altoona, but I mean they can they're getting really good wages yeah. at a, a private firm. Yeah. Well we we just had one leave for yeah. a private firm. So um yeah. So uh we got five minutes here, so we'll talk about um tell me we got some exciting things happening with the university and university is a great partner to have in our community and uh bring a lot of well-educated people here, obviously, and they've got some exciting things happening. How do you think that those projects might impact what uh, what happens with uh, economy here? All those those projects are going to be a huge impact on our economy due to the fact of what not only it's going to do for the university, but what it's going to bring in on top of it. So the new science building is going to be a, a big one, but it's not going to have as big of an impact as the Sonatech Center. Uh, Sonatech Center in the field houses. Technically, it's a little off campus, but it's going to spur future development in that whole region. Um, so it's, I mean, it's only. It'll also be a, a regional event venue as well. It will be a regional event venue. There's going to be sporting events yep. and everything else that happens over the weekends and tournaments and you name it. It's going to be incredible. But uh, just that one project from the university's uh, spurred up a hotel and it's putting yeah. restaurants and yep. everything else around it is being developed. So yeah. it's it's a, a big price tag for one building, but that's also spurring a hundred million more dollars of development that's going to be going around just yeah. that area. Yeah. So. Um, 
our buddy, we gave a presentation a couple of weeks ago with our buddy, Benny Anderson, and he and his staff had been killing it in, in the tourism industry. And we had T-Bex in town, yes, which we did. is a travel writers, uh, three to 400 travel writers from all around the world come to little old Eau Claire and um, showing the world what we got. How do you think that's going to impact us? I think that's going to, we'll see the benefits from that for at least probably two years. It's going to windle out. So they're writing articles on it now. Articles have already come on out. I know they're already planning. We've spoken with a couple of them since, and they're planning trips, return trips, and to tour people around our community again. And it's, they loved it here. And that was not just because of the amenities that we have and the things that we have to do and all the different opportunities that people have here, but it was the people. Yeah. What really made Eau Claire special and stand out. I mean, they're coming from Greece. They're going to Costa Rica next, and they they travel all over the world. But they were they felt so welcomed here that they just want to come back. There's I a think lot. that's really uh, part of our our charm and attraction here is is the people, and uh, it's what makes uh, it a great place for employers to set up shop because they those are the people that are in those businesses. I'm going to end with one question. Everyone wants to know. What do you have on the hook coming down? And I know there's non-disclosures and all that, but can you give us anything? Just, just one. Just one. Just one? Oh, that's the toughest part is I, I have a lot of non-disclosures right now. And the thing about it, what makes my job fun is that there's no two days that are the same. I'm doing something different every day. Um, and the fun part about right now is we've got two very large projects that are on the hook and that we're, we're trying to reel in. So uh, past couple of weeks, I've been saying we we're whale fishing and yeah. we're right now we've got some big whales on the hook and we're not sure what to do with them. Well, that's awesome. So we're, we're pretty excited, uh, but this would be um, these two projects in general would be several hundred million dollar projects. Okay. One more question. What do we need in the region? What, what, if, what if, if you had, Unlimited resources. Yeah, unlimited resources. What what do you think we could really use here to boost the economy? Well, uh, I've been a proponent of it for years. I've been talking about it for a long time. Ice. We need more ice in our community. Need more ice? We, if we can. And perhaps a conference center. And a, and definitely a conference center, yes. both of them. I okay. think they can go hand in hand. You yeah. can do them both at the same time. Yeah. But if we can spur more hockey development and ice skating development here on the western side of wisconsin and go off the coattails of minnesota which is the state yep. of hockey mm -hmm. uh, we can generate a lot more people to get here come here and spend their money here so all right man thanks thanks Luke, for being here again mike and uh, richard it's been a pleasure uh, as always i know just sitting here listening for the last uh, 25 minutes i learned a lot i had never heard of the edc before and so that was uh, pretty interesting so everyone that was listening out there i'm sure that they uh, learned a lot so thanks for uh taking some time out of day to come join with us again everybody thanks uh for listening again my name has been landon teeson we'll see you next time here on people places and passions thanks